the podcast today, I have my very first guest. Exciting. Um, now, don't get too excited. It's not a celebrity or anything. I'm only a small fry. Um, this is even better. This is one of the, the most articulate, creative and smart people I know. Today, I am talking to my good friend, Neil McCallion. I, I've known Neil maybe for mm, 15 years. We've worked together. We've partied together. Maybe even last night we partied together. And um, lived in the same house. So quite the journey so far. So hello, Neil. Hello, Kaz. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Time, time will tell, eh? <laughs> and yes, we were out last night. So if my voice is slightly huskier than usual, that's why. That's that's sexy. That's all good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're aiming for. Well, thanks is for having me. No problem at all. Is it fifteen years? Am I wrong? Can you? I even think so. Out? Yeah, I, I kind of lost count. Um, but you've lived with me before and survived. So like, you know, that's like mm-hmm. a badge of honor for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> um, so you uh, would describe yourself, or it's true, you are a sen- senior user interface developer at Moolah in Belfast. Is yeah, that that's my job description, my job title, if you like. Yeah, so yes, Moolah is an investments website app, and mm-hmm. I'm the guy that makes it look pretty and makes it work. So yeah, um, that's my day job. Um, I guess as a wider kind of term of reference, I would call myself like a web app developer um, and a creative coder, which is just a fancy way of saying like I like to make things with code, mostly mm-hmm. on the web. Um, and obviously a lot of that is apps and building things for people to use, but I like to get messy with like music and graphics and if it looks, you know, fancy and moves in time to music or, you know, anything cool like that or game development, I'll try and get my hands dirty with it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so that moves on to our topic of the week, which is productivity. Um, I, I recently listened to a podcast called Early to Rise by Craig Ballantyne. I don't know if you've heard of him. I haven't, no, I haven't. No. I've only just come across them. I think I, you know, we get lost in Instagram feeds and I came across them and got interested. So I subscribed to his podcast. Now he gets up at 3.45 a.m. You're probably going to bed then. I'm barely in bed, but (laughs) So that's hence the name of his podcast, Early to Rise. Um, And like you and me and everybody listening, they'll think, crazy, why would you want to do that? But he goes to bed at 8 so in the evening in the evening yeah yeah exactly some people only get home at that time yeah that's pretty um, crazy that to me is kind of wasting the best parts of the day yeah. I know I know well that's it's, it's interesting See, he pretty he, he's pretty well rested obviously by going to bed at 8 o'clock he, he feels fine at getting up at that time you know if you go to bed at 12 you're not going to want to get up at 3.45 um, it obviously takes major discipline um, do, you, do you think you could do that? If, if I was in like a situation like environmentally or like from a discipline point of view where I absolutely had to, like say I was in the army or something, yes, I probably yes. could. But if it, if it was up to me and I had like control over when I got up and went to bed, then no, I wouldn't be going to bed at eight o'clock at night. That's like, yeah. But personally, as you know, I'm more of like a night person, as many programmers mm-hmm. and people in my line of work are, and my brain doesn't really fully start to switch on until about nine o'clock at night. You know, so yeah, that's for interesting. Me, that's kind of wasting the best hours of the evening. Well, that's yeah, that's your favorite time, and he explains that his favorite part of the day is that time. Um, you know, he gets all his writing done. Then the the house is quiet. I think he has a dog. He like greets his dog in the morning, and then that's it. Sits down, and gets to work. Um, he explains that the night before he gets his little to do list ready, and as soon as he wakes up, he's he's ready to rock. But you know, he explains himself that he doesn't expect everybody to want to do that. However, 
he, he does suggest if people even were to get up 15 or 20 minutes earlier, he believes they can have a much more productive day. I've um, heard that before. Um, I've had friends, uh, one guy in particular who I was working with at the time. He was obviously a night person. He was a programmer, but he did an experiment where he would get up an hour earlier than usual. Yes. And actually kind of try and finish his working day an hour earlier as a result of that. And he okay. found that, that that hour between like waking up and going to work, quote unquote, he was super productive because, and I found it myself sometimes if I'm doing like a big kind of crunch or there's a deadline and I mm. get up early to try and make something, you know, make it happen before I go to the office. Yeah. I find that when you wake up, your brain's largely devoid of thoughts. You haven't had time to kind of like get the startup mode on. Mm. So mm. you can be really, really focused on the task at hand. Um, and I, I do appreciate that aspect of it is that you can just go in Literally get out of bed, walk next door to the, the office, sit down, yes. and just get typing, you know. Um, I wouldn't say it's healthy or like a long-term sustainable, you know, kind of methodology for someone like me who likes to go to bed like much later in the evening or early morning, but long-term sure. you can get really sure. good kind of uh, benefits from it, I think. Yeah. Well that, well, that was leading on to my next question. Are you a night owl or, night owl or a morning bird? Definitely <laughs> night owl. Well, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, I, I go to bed in the morning sometimes, you know, like yes. uh, my normal kind of... If you want to think of my peak operating hours, if you like, it'd probably be between like half ten, eleven at night to maybe wow. two, half two in the morning, and that's when. I mean, I try to make that relaxing time, but that also is when mm-hmm. I can get a lot of stuff done. My brain's just in focus. There seems to be less distractions. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend is a morning person, so she goes to bed quite early. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm not saying that like you know, need her out of the way or anything, but it's just, <laughs> it's, you know, the world kind of quietens down a little bit. I like darkness yeah. too. I find that darkness is quite a good kind of yeah. focuser. Um, and yeah, that's when I would write music or program or you know do anything of a creative mm-hmm. nature. Really, would yeah. be around those hours. And do you feel fresh in the morning? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit of a zombie first thing. Um, yeah. I would. My normal working day would be I have to be in the office for nine. So okay. I get up at like you know quarter to eight um, or eight o'clock and get a train in. You know, but I'm standing on the platform sometimes, like you know, eyes rolling in the back of my head and. <laughs> I'm not good yeah. like, first thing in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas Nina my girlfriend wakes up she's she's super fresh so it's, yeah. it, it is what it is you know what I mean obviously if I'm going to spend time uh, late evening early morning doing you know creative things or programming or whatever then it follows I'm not going to be particularly fresh in the morning if I don't get you know a problem I have is probably getting enough sleep because mm-hmm. um, sleep to me feels like a bit of a waste of time <laughs> which, which you know is not a healthy <laughs> attitude to have but. well let's see with a lot of people if they didn't get their sleep they wouldn't be as productive during the day but it doesn't sound like that affects you you can think sort of par through it all would that be right well I, I mean I don't know what my complexion would say about it or the bags under my eyes doesn't necessarily yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I mean this isn't some big secret to like being productive is like just work all the time because obviously mm. over a long oh, period, yeah, yeah. you just start to cease to function properly you know but I mean sure. generally my, my body clock now has been kind of trained if you like to when I'm yeah doing creative or otherwise productive stuff, late evening, early morning, going to bed, um, some at some point, sort of early morning, more probably two o'clock, half two, and I'm mm-hmm. um, getting up and going to work the next day, and I can be productive throughout the day as well. So I mean, I realistically, I'm getting maybe five hours sleep on a weekday if I'm lucky, mm-hmm. but I'm making it up on the weekend. <laughs> well, also like you know, I've chatted about sleep a ton in the past. You know, a lot of people throw around this eight hours. You must get eight hours. But not necessarily. If you're getting quality sleep, apparently you don't need 
that you know that amount eight hours that is the eight hours could be restless could be you know do you feel it's quality sleep that you're getting oh when I my head hits a pillow I am you're ready out. to drop yeah so like there's, yeah, very, yeah. there's very little times I would be lying tossing and turning unless I'm really warm or something I mean when I'm on yeah. holiday I was in Amsterdam last week yeah. and got a good eight hours sleep a day I would say there um, yeah and some of that was punctuated because it was quite warm over there last week and you know I was tossing and turning quite a bit but by and large sure. I woke up and felt good and rested yeah, yeah. Well, see, it's interesting. And it puts me in mind, uh, which I've talked about before, this quiz called The Power of When. And it shows you what your chronotype is. No, what on earth is a chronotype? <laughs> did, did you know what it was before I I never, I never heard of it, but the, the, the word kind of implies it's something to do with your yeah, body yeah. clock or your time or something. Yeah, so it's your personal uh, biological clock that controls your body's rhythms or basically working out when, you know, you're more inclined to feel most energetic and productive or when you're maybe better off being asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what if your genes literally do not cope well with this early morning setup, no matter how hard you try? Because, you know, you hear people say all the time, oh, you need to just get used to it, you know, start creating a habit, get up at not even get up at six, get up at five, be in the gym, say, for example, at six o'clock. But what if you've been doing that for months and months and you're starting to feel like utter crap? You know, you can tell right away, this is not working for me. Yeah. I mean, is there any point, point in just hammering in just because somebody told you this is the best time to exercise? Mm-hmm. You know, are you doing more harm than good? Um, I'll, I'll put a, a link to the quiz in the show notes so other people can do it. I actually had to do the test again because I forgot what I was and I am the bear. Okay. <laughs> the bear the, the bear's really boring, actually. The bear has a normal day-night schedule, like to get their seven to eight hours sleep. Apparently, they hit the snooze button a few times in the morning. No, that's not true. I don't do that. I am up. No bother. You don't snooze at all? Never. Never. Okay. I, I don't see that. It drives me crazy, people who snooze. It's like just... You're just interrupting your sleep. <laughs> just you know, if you were to not sneeze and just get up at that last point, then you'd be maybe a bit more rested, if you know what I mean. I, I'd consider it like a sort of a waking up process, if you like. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> instead, works. just I couldn't just like hit the alarm and stand up and get out of bed. I would just collapse. You know, so yeah. like I hit the alarm and kind of pretend that I didn't hear it, and then the next yeah. one that rings, and I'm a bit more awake after that. And maybe that's a bad idea. Maybe that's why I'm like a zombie on the train platform maybe, in the morning. Maybe. But I just couldn't um, jump up and get out unless I have like a really good reason to do so. Yeah, I'm just a really annoying morning person. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, also, uh, bears are team players and play an important role in the success machine. Active in the day and restful at night. Playful and affectionate and form close friendships. Maybe hungry all the time. If food is available, they will eat it. Yeah, Mark will agree with that. I'm always eating. That definitely sounds um, like you, yeah. Yeah. Balanced thinkers and worker bees. Good people skills and type B personality, so I don't like the drama. Um, we, we don't blame others for our mistakes and our solid students. Aspire to do really great work and go home and put the feet up. Risk averse. And grow restless and bored if alone for too long. Uh, easy, easy going. Like to fix problems. Very much me, yes. And understand. I like to understand what's really going on. That sort of way. And other famous bears. I quite like this uh, arrangement. Stephen King. George Orwell. Ellen. Ariana Huffington. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. So that that's pretty elite is, company. Isn't it good? I like Very that. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, other chronotype chronotypes include the dolphin, the wolf, and the lion. So the dolphin fits sort of insomniac, slight sleepers, but very intelligent. The wolf, night-orientated, 
creative extroverts with a medium sleep drive, and the lion, who are morning people, uh, driven optimists with a, a medium sleep drive. I really would have wanted to be in a lion, but <laughs> wasn't the case when I did the quiz. Um, but so, did you do it, Neil? Did you do the quiz? Yes, I did it before we uh, came on today, and sure enough, I got wolf. Of course you did. Of course um, you did. Which uh, doesn't really surprise me. I was going to do a wolf me. impression there, but I'm scared to make a fool out of myself. No, no. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much what I expected. I mean, again, you know, night person, I get decent sleep, you know, according to the test, which is, is true, you know, like I said before, if I'm tired at the end of the week, I'll make it up on the weekend. You know, yeah. I, try to, I try to put time aside to kind of lie in a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my productive hours are very much in the evening. Um, so yeah, wolf sounds pretty badass, but I don't know Does who it? my contemporaries are there. Yeah, cool. But obviously the point of the exercise is to, to really work out when you should be doing your best work and, and show up as your best self rather than listening to outside chatter, basically. Yeah, I mean, the, the questions about the workouts and um, you know, when mm-hmm. you do manual labour and stuff like that in particular, I find it quite interesting because, I, I mean, I know we'll get into this, but I tried yes. to do like morning workouts and stuff before and it wasn't altogether successful. I just, I've actually worked out at midnight before and it's been pretty good. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. See, but that's, that's not totally... like a rule, I mean, generally my workouts would be, you know, late afternoon or in evening time. Yeah, well that, that was my next question, when is the best time to work out for you? Because you're totally different to me, I have my answer, but do you, you don't, do you want to expand anymore? Are you happy enough just to say whenever? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have a gym routine and because obviously I work during the week, it, my gym visits tend to be in the evening during the week, you know, so yeah. I would finish work around half five or six get someone to eat, give it an hour or two, and then go to the gym, you know, see my personal trainer. So on a weeknight, I would be in the gym from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock at night. Um, okay. Which is good because, A, the gym is starting to quiet down a bit at that point. There's not as many people, you know, to queue for machines and stuff. And yeah, also at that yeah. point, I've just made sure that I've got enough fuel in and I've taken the time to rest from the day. And to me, the gym is kind of, it's my way to unwind for the day and kind of empty your head of thoughts. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people say that they... Um, you know, that the gym is where they do their thinking or like it's their kind of their alone time and I can get that but for me it's when I kind of empty my head of thoughts you know yeah, I'm, I'm only sure. ever I'm focused entirely on the movement especially because I like I, you know, I lift a lot of weights so it's just about that particular action you're performing you're not worrying about anything you're not like mulling anything over it's just a very focusing exercise and so I find that's a nice way to end the day yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sure it's a great way to start the day as well I mean maybe people you know, do that but I find if I've gone to the gym and done what I'm supposed to then mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be in much of a fit state to then go and do a full day's work after that, you know, I try to leave yeah. it all in the gym. Um, sure. And I know that I did experiment with early morning uh, workouts when I first started seeing my trainer. We would go, I think, about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. And I was getting, like, you know, loss of colour and my vision and stuff like that. You know, it just oh, wasn't, wow, yeah. yeah, yeah like, it just you know, wasn't sore head, pressure, pressure headaches, a whole bit. Um, sure. So it just wasn't working out for me. And maybe that was, like, a nutritional thing as well, but... You know, I tried to make the point of getting up early and eating right and making sure that it was fueled, but just my body just wasn't where it needed to be to yeah. be successful yeah. there at all. It's just not your chronotype? No, it isn't, obviously. <laughs> it both of work out in the morning. Yeah. Plus, uh, shout out to Jill Smith, would that be right? Yes, Jill Smith, Jill PT, um, our personal <laughs> trainer, uh, great trainer, and she was smart enough to not push me too much there whenever uh, she saw that I was like about to pass out in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, so. makes a, that makes a good trainer. You're actually listening to your client instead of just... just doing their plan and, and not working out what's best for who's in front of you, basically. Yeah, totally. So uh, Wednesday nights in Reform Gym in Malaska is where I get the hard work done. And then at the weekends, if I'm yes. by myself, I'll make a point of going in the late afternoon um, on Saturdays and Sundays. Again, mostly because Pure Gym is very empty at that point, but also just because it's a nice way to 
again, get a good lunch in, give it a bit of a rest, and then yeah. go in and get a really good hour session done. You know, it's just, it just works for me. Yeah, perfect. Can you tell when my favourite time is to work out? I would say you're like a sort of mid-morning person. Um, mm. You know, like sort of, I'd say between the hours of like 10 and 12. <laughs> well, I do love a morning workout, but not super early. Yes, that's I, I'm lucky enough to have um, a few sections in the week where I can go to the gym kind of whenever I want. Uh, I I kind of like going at about half seven or eight in the morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god, because I've been up for a while, maybe an hour, and I I can walk to the gym, and I I feel really sort of fresh at that time. I've I've no bother doing a fasted workout either. Um, sometimes I'll do some yoga in the house or whatever, but I, I can't work out at night. I've tried it and it, it just kind of amps me up too much before I go to bed. Um, yeah, so you mean if, you were, if your bedtime was like 11 and you're working yes. at 9, I would get that, but in my case, yes. obviously, it's not such a big exactly. problem. That's what I was thinking because you go to bed so late, you're not going to have that problem. No, I mean, um, I, I, totally, I, I understand the appeal of a lifestyle where people are getting up at 6 o'clock, we're going to the gym, they're really getting a positive start on their day and they're eating right, you know, and that, that kind of sets mm-hmm. them up for the day. But no, I'm still in bed at that point. It's just, yeah. it just doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> well, there is, there's studies to say that if you do work out in the morning, you sleep better at night. I would imagine so, yeah. Um, and the reason, again, as well, if I was going to bed soon after a workout, uh, your body um, temperature has to drop before you fall asleep. So if you've done a big sweaty workout and you've had a hot shower, that to be able to go to bed and sleep is, is difficult. I know people say, you know, have a bath and you'll go to sleep, but your body temperature simply has to drop where you go to sleep. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I like a bath just to get the muscle relaxing aspect going, you know, mm-hmm. but again, yeah, you need to take a wee while to cool off because I run yeah, hot yeah. anyway. Um, just as a rule, you know, I don't do well in the heat. So yeah, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm kept awake at night, it's because I'm too warm. And yeah, if I worked out and immediately tried to go to sleep, that would be a problem. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just the, my schedule doesn't really have that problem normally. Um, do you, are you a bath man? I don't like baths. I like baths, yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the shower in my house isn't too great either because um, it kind of tends to run hot and cold. So you get a, a bit of a surprise. But yeah, I mean, yeah. get some Epsom salts in the bath. We put a we put a uh, red ox and um, some candles and a big glass of wine. Yeah, that. yeah, some Kenny G playing the whole bit. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's a joke, isn't it? That goes around the internet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Kenny um, G. But no, it, honestly speaking, like just sitting in the bath, just especially after a heavy workout or even the next day, just really helps with DOMS and just trying to release the muscle, stretching yeah, a bit. That's especially because I'm a desk jockey and I'm spending like nine hours a day or more sitting at a desk. You know, the workouts are obviously are so I don't spread across the seat and so I can stay limber and active. <laughs> spread across the seat. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But like looking after DOMS and you're making sure you're stretching properly and making sure that you're not getting stiff is a big part of that as well. And the baths would help, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Would you put, would you get magnesium bath salts? Um, I use Epsom salts. Yeah, there's probably um, magnesium in there. Which are pretty expensive actually, you know, it's like, well, I mean, mm. it's not even expensive. You just have to use a lot, you know, for, for intensive, they say like, half the packet basically goes into the bath you know so wow, okay, um, yeah. I don't I do do it all the time but like if I've had a really heavy session um, yeah. and suffering the next day I'll make a point of doing that yeah, yeah makes sense lovely um, so what productivity tips have you got have you got any I've got several um, as to oh, whether brilliant. or not they... I must write them down here <laughs> <laughs> um, well I mean I make lists all the time yeah um, which is a big it's almost like an obsession of mine um, and sometimes to be fair I do cheat on these lists like <laughs> I've written to do lists where like the first to do item is wake up <laughs> you yes. know because then it kind of gives you like an, <laughs> an instant win yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah um, I make lists and I do it mostly digital you know like okay. I have obviously just a like a to do app on my phone um, mm-hmm. which I just stick things in and it, it doesn't prescribe any kind of structure on your to do list it just gives you a flat list so I tend to you know, make little dividers and split them up 
whatever mm-hmm. way works for me. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to do it in a more kind of like a today, tomorrow, and later, you know, and don't I don't split it up by individual days. I don't set things too far ahead in the future. If there's something I know needs to happen soon but isn't time critical, it'll be at the bottom of the list. Okay, and yeah. at the top of the list, I tend to put things I know has to be done for that day and I put them in order. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it just kind of becomes more like a focus tool where you don't have to obsess too much about, oh, like on Wednesday or Thursday, I've got to do this or that. It's like, what do I need to get done today? And which is critical and it kind of just focuses you more that way. Mm-hmm. I think also because I'm a, a big gamer and I like to play video games, I think like having like an objective list, mm-hmm. you know, kind of appeals to the gamer in me. It's like a list of achievements to like take off or unlock. Um, and so if I'm like, say I have to go to town and I've got a bunch of things to do, I have to go to the gym, I have to like, you know, see friends, I have to get shopping done or meet an appointment or whatever. Um, I just find having the list and just taking it off one by one as I go. Just as, I like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite satisfying. Um, it at least feel like you've achieved something. Do you use any special apps or just a, like the no, I use, uh, type app? I run Android, so I just use Color Note, um, which okay. literally gives you like a, a to-do list you can just tick off as you go. And I just have one single file of that that I curate. Obviously, being a programmer as well, I, I keep a lot of text files of things. You know, just like yeah. my Dropbox has like 50 text files with like a bunch of ideas for song lyrics or programs or games. But I'll normally maintain at least one to-do list for like work stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's literally just a, uh, a text list that I just delete things from when they're done. Um, yeah, I've got friends who like to use actual pen and paper. Um, actual pen and paper. I know. Imagine um, that. Crazy. Um, they get <laughs> yeah. like a really nice kind of like moleskin. Is it moleskin? Um, moleskin. Yes, I have one of those. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, like no lines or anything, and they just have like sure. a particular system for uh, writing down to dos per day, porting them over to the next day. You know how to mark things as either partially done or blocked or whatever. It gets mm-hmm. quite complex. It's a whole system. Okay, yeah. Um, that, that works for them, definitely, but it's a bit too complex for me. I prefer to just have done or not done. You know. they, well, they do say actually writing it down helps cement it a bit more into the brain. I don't know. That wouldn't be more for... I wouldn't use it for to-do list. I would do it for literally goals more than like, oh, pick up the shopping. <laughs> do you so know you what I mean? Like more long-term stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Just help it get into the brain better by actually writing it down. Just and then what would you do with the list afterwards? Would you hang it somewhere or would it just be... Just no, I have a wee book full of rubbish. <laughs> 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 I, I, no, I, I have bought a red lovely red moleskin book I'm quite partial to a nice book and a pen and anything that just pops into my head I'll just write it down and it's probably not great because it's not got any consistency but every now and again I will go back and read over it and go oh yes that's I mean, must bring that to the forefront that sort of way I just, it is possibly just the action of writing it down that I like it doesn't even need to do, do or be anything there's just something about I like writing down on a book. <laughs> I think it's the tactility aspect yeah, of it, yeah. which is something that we're lacking there in this sort of day of touchscreens everywhere and like kind of a almost non-physical interfaces now. I think you know actually having a pen in your hand and writing something down yeah. does just yeah. feel like a, it's made it real somehow. You know. Yeah. They say uh, kids who have maybe used tablets a lot are you know coming up to being presented with a book and they're tapping tapping the yeah, page trying to, to try and turn yeah, it's I, like, I find that highly depressing it's but very boring cool. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your follow-through like on this list you have you know do you find that there's a lot of the stuff you go in that goes in this big list of yours do you actually end up mm-hmm. doing anything with it does it come out again well so the book is, is a different thing i use an app called clear um, and it's literally so if I, I use it today um, I'll put in everything that I want to do and just literally it's a swipe of the finger to mark off what I've done so literally to give you today I um, I went to a meditation class this morning swiped it off went to the first time ever foraging 
<laughs> yeah, what, so what, what do you forage for? Yeah, yeah. I've never done it before. It's, it's um, the council runs it, and this guy just took us up round Belfast, and we saw it was unbelievable. You know, there's green leaves that you wouldn't know that you could eat, but different bits and pieces that taste a bit like lemon, um, parsley, and there's literally pears and plum trees, which I which I would have no idea that we would have had that in Northern Ireland, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> And then slow berries and um, all different things. So yeah, I came home with a wee bag of stuff that'll probably go mouldy before I eat it. <laughs> oh dear, that's very good. That's very nice and natural. Though. It's kind of putting you in touch with nature again. Yeah, it just it was something different to do today. Um, and then I had lunch and just yeah, just swipe all those things off. Um, and I'll even use it when I go to the supermarket and swipe things off. So you can swipe it as done, or you can swipe it as having a line through it. So you can sort of look back at the end of the day and see if you've done it. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like when I'm doing something where the to-do disappears, is that you yeah. don't have like a sense of progress there as much. It's nice yeah. to get, you know, like when you're doing like, uh, trying to clear out your email inbox to inbox zero. Um, yes. It's yes. nice to see like an empty list, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's nice to see where you've been as well. And if you have like a big, uh, like done list, I think that's quite satisfying too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think I was talking to you before about some people actually use the calendar um, to put in their to-do list and the difference being that you can actually put a block of time in there okay this I have an hour to do this I have half an hour to do that and really spreads out your whole day but that's super organisation there <laughs> yeah well I mean in my previous uh, job I ran a development team um, mm-hmm. and we used calendar for obviously meeting invites or for um, catching up on something or even yeah free yeah. time and yeah it does become a to do list so yeah if you're even Google, Google Calendar can present you like an agenda view which mm-hmm. shows you everything that you put into the calendar for a day or a week as an itemised list yeah. yeah, it still can be viewed as a block of time as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it is really handy, but mm-hmm. it does require using like a more featureful app, I guess. You know, yeah. it's a trade off between complexity and you know flexibility, I guess. Exactly. And then today, if it works for you, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, are always trying out new systems and like wondering which works best for them. Is whatever gets it done. Sure. Yeah. I always go back to the most simple. To be honest, like I've played with things. I don't know if you've heard of it as an app. It's just too much going on with that for me to. You spend too much time fiddling about with the app than actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a thing I encounter quite a bit is when the productivity, the supposed productivity tool, <coughs> yes, you think exactly. ends up being more of a procrastination device than exactly. Yeah, yeah. Done. No, you're quite right. Cool. Well, I mean, apart from this, um, I guess a big productivity boost would be to do something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah. like really ridiculous, but I mean, I know I dragged my heels a lot in jobs where I just wasn't engaged and you know it wasn't really what yeah. I wanted to do and finally something that you're passionate about and which you're actually going to enjoy engaging with. I think just it's an mm-hmm. instantly better way to be more productive on something. I mean, that's not always an option for everyone. But yeah, I, 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 I actually hard. made a, a note of that. You know, when you're in the zone and you're in a real state of flow, as they like to call it, nothing else matters. And you, all of a sudden you look up and an hour's gone by and you've done really amazing work because you're passionate and loving it and it, it's yeah. important to you. It's like tunnel, it's like tunnel vision, you know, yeah. and that's when you know you're doing something that you either enjoy or at least engaged by, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a real buzz. Well, when I find myself in a rut or when I'm not sure how to proceed, I like to remove options. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big proponent of, like, especially in creative endeavours, to try and limit your options sometimes, like creativity within constraints I guess um, mm. like I grew up uh, on like the old 8-bit computers like the Commodore 64 <laughs> and stuff like that where there was like a 16 colour palette and three channels of sound and you, know, you didn't have yeah. the options for expression that we do nowadays but it meant you had to get sort of paradoxically very creative within those um, yeah. so if you're working on something or if you're stuck 
an idea and you can't see how to proceed, I would just like eliminate a bunch of options from your selection and just choose to focus on one or two and see how you, yeah. how far yeah. you can take those ideas. I mean, it doesn't it's not always going to work, but I mean, it'll mean that you can kind of focus your thinking a bit more and not be distracted all the time by sure. kind of grass is greener effect. I think it works for me quite have well. You, have you tried the idea of, you know, if an idea is not coming or you're not getting the quality work done, go and do something menial and then your subconscious works away in the background and then you come back and it's like, ah, enlightened. Well, that was kind of going to be my next point. Was that just going for a walk sometimes yeah. I find is incredibly inspiring. Um, not only to think something over, but yeah, as you say, to, to kind of take your mind off things and just let it wander. Mm-hmm. I actually find as well that um, I, I do the dishes in the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that happens in this we house. We don't too. have a dishwasher, so yeah. I, and I'm sure Nina would say I don't do them often enough, but when I do do the dishes, I'll stick on some music and I'll be standing there at the sink and doing the dishes and suddenly these ideas will just come to me. Yeah, or yeah. You'll just, you just kind of go off somewhere because you're right, it is menial and you don't have to engage your brain with what you're doing, so it kind of is meditation. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. a really weird kind of way. Yeah, um, no, you're quite right. So like like maybe that. the dishes take longer to do than they should, but it's <laughs> a couple of good ideas. Exactly, yeah. And I, 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 the music really helps there. I mean, a good soundtrack, I think, is essential for being productive. Um, mm-hmm. Most of my listening, like if, if you walked into my office any given day, I've got the headphones in. Yeah. A lot of times I'm not actually listening to any music. It's just kind of like a, it's like a matrix plug or something, you know, you, you kind of... <laughs> You put the, the put the buds into your ears and it kind of seals off distractions a little bit. I know what you mean, yeah. I've done um, that for and sure. It kind of also signals to people around you that you're working and you're not to be disturbed. Yeah, um, that's another yeah, do not talk. Yeah, yeah if if like you bother to pay any attention. Um <laughs> but when I do listen to music, um I listen to a lot more ambient stuff these days. Um mm-hmm. most of what I listen to when I'm working doesn't have lyrics. Um yeah. or even sometimes like a defined tune. <laughs> yeah, I mean I listen yeah. to a lot of kind of uh industrial ambient stuff like a lot of video game soundtracks from the 90s like Doom or Quake um, <laughs> yeah. which have very kind of like arguably very sinister and quite disturbing kind of sounds but to me that's kind of like the headspace just to kind of let you be creative and, and think a bit about it like whether you're programming or whether you're trying to do something like written um, I just find that like that kind of ambience you created around yourself just lets you focus it's like you're there to do a task and you know the audio becomes kind of like a cocoon around you mm-hmm. in a way Makes sense, yeah. um, you have to have good headphones obviously as well and so it's kind of weird I mean you can picture me kind of sitting at a desk in the middle of some like scorched hellscape you know, or some kind of cavern somewhere <laughs> yep, trying yep. to get something done because that's kind of what the music lends itself to sometimes but I just it, it's just my way of getting in the zone I think it's like my hacker soundtrack if you like that's good you've, um, you've really kind of worked out what works for you which is yeah perfect. and I mean and you the temptation is to think sometimes that you're getting into a rut because you're doing the same thing all the time, but as long as it's working for you... Yeah, for you sure. Said, don't, don't fix what isn't broken, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Brilliant. Also, in being productive, I've found that this is kind of a bit of a weird one, but becoming a mentor to someone... Oh, yeah. I, I think is actually a really great way to be productive because suddenly you're responsible for someone else's learning and, and progress, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've run teams in jobs I've been in, and I've had to mentor junior developers or people who were you know, transitioning into the industry from another discipline. Um, and it's one thing to, you know, you, there's, especially in my line of work in programming, there's an awful lot of assumed knowledge that you have. You know, you pick stuff up and you don't really remember how or why you know it, you just know it. But then when suddenly you have to try and explain it to someone in a way which is digestible and which is um, easy to kind of communicate, then you suddenly realise that, you know, either you don't really know it or you do know it but you don't know why. So yeah. I, I, and also like if in terms of like preparing lesson plans or like deciding what you're going to work on next or just being available to someone to answer questions, 
I find that when someone else's um, career or when someone else's learning is dependent on you being on point and getting stuff done, I find that's an inherently a very focusing thing. So mm-hmm. if you're in a line of work or if you're in a, a group or something where you can offer your services as like a mentor or a buddy or whatever, I think that really kind of has a good knock-on effect for your own productivity and for your own kind of sense of, okay, well, now I know what I'm talking about because I've had to teach it to someone. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Very good. Very insightful. <laughs> Have you ever been a mentor? In any of a, like you're, obviously, you, you kind of spend your days doing this. Um, I wouldn't call myself a mentor, no. Um, would you, you? ever want to be? Or like you know, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I, um, as I said before, I'm a, I'm a fixer. I like to be the listening ear for people because I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. If people are very keen to just be, no, for no, no fault of their own, but just kind of blah, word vomit all about their own stuff. And, and you know, get that listener back. So I do like to, to listen to other people, not necessarily give advice, but just be there to listen because um, it can be helpful for other people. I could well be a mentor to people, but nobody's actually physically said, yes, you've been a great mentor to me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's often a thankless task. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, um, yeah. Well, not always. You know, I've had some great feedback from people who have said they've you know, helped their careers or this, that, and the other. But I, to me, it's like, it's like a next generation thing, you know, a rising tide in the soul boats and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. if I'm on a team where I've got a bunch of junior developers or junior staff and they're getting better and they're taking on more responsibilities and they're able to be trusted, you yeah. know, it helps it in the yard and helps everyone else out in the long term as well. But I do get a great deal of satisfaction and like I say, it forces me to learn new stuff and to learn it in such a way that I can explain it clearly. Um, so yeah, I find it just a nice, I mean, we're maybe getting off productivity into more kind of just self-development <laughs> here, but it's, okay. it's all related. You know? mm-hmm, so, of course. Um, I really would recommend if you're able to buddy someone in any line of work or creative endeavor, then go for it. Yeah, yeah. So anybody out there, if you want me to be your mentor, just email me at uh, <laughs> info at karmaclaintalk.co.uk. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I was going to ask you methods of getting creative, but you've kind of covered all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of similar. Um, I find inspiration sometimes to be in pretty short supply. Um, it depends, obviously, on how busy I am or what I'm doing with work. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, if it was a case of trying to set the mood and lighting, I think, helps a lot. You know, oh, yeah. If you can, dim the lights, get some coloured lights, um, set the tone right for yourself, candles, sure. whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah the soundtrack again is a, a big thing for me obviously when you're trying to make music of your own you can't always set a soundtrack that um, yeah, yeah. You know, will complement that but if you're painting or writing or meditating or whatever I think that the soundtrack's vitally important you know I mean I try to be a musician in my spare time with very degrees of success so music's very important to me in everything I do you know whether it be to set a mood or to yeah. get myself in the right frame of mind um, and collaborate with someone if you mm-hmm. know, like I mean this is something I don't do very well um, you know, when it comes to mentoring someone in work that's fine but if I want to like do something creatively I'm notoriously bad at actually working with others because I want to kind of have my own ideas and try to succeed on my own but my lack of success in that regard probably speaks to the need to have a collaborator so um, I think that if you're working on something and you can get just a fresh pair of eyes or ears um, that's a perfect way to stay creative and just get a second opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to disregard. You don't even have to, have to like necessarily accept what people are saying. It's more just to get a fresh mm-hmm. perspective. Um, get out of your own head for a bit. Yeah, I mean, in programming, we have a thing called rubber duck debugging, um, <laughs> or the cardboard programmer, um, which is you know you would have a rubber duck on your desk, and if you're having trouble with a piece of code or you can't see a way forward um, on what you're doing, 
you would explain to the rubber duck what it is that you're doing, you would talk to the duck. Right. And in the process of doing that, you will realize what you're doing wrong and see the way forward just by virtue of having to explain it out to someone. Yeah. Um, and the duck doesn't have to say anything back, obviously, you know, it's just there as a, as a prop. Um, but I find that useful. Um, so, yeah, the same applies to um, being creative. I think, you know, if you're stuck in a rut or can't see how to proceed with an idea, mm-hmm. get someone else, even, not, you know, even if it's someone who isn't necessarily a creative person themselves or someone who you're not planning to directly collaborate with. Yes. Just explain the situation, talk it out, and before you know it, you've kind of stumbled upon your own solutions. Have yeah, time, yeah that's great. That's great. Um, you know yourself, I like them to meditate and quiet my mind. Um, I, I do believe that when you shut off a lot of external chatter, you give your, your subconscious mind, as I said before, a bit of a time to work away and, and get creative, and that'll come out hopefully later in your work. Um, you often you often hear that when you are trying to come up with answers and ideas, you go off, as I said, and do something like the ironing, and all of a sudden, bing, quick, get back to the computer, and your idea is there for you to work on. Um, you know, it's just about whatever serves you, and it, 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 what you like your music. I kind of do. I think like a bit of depends what I'm working on, but I think I like silence when I'm working. It's weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not like I'm listening to you know jazz or something. I mean, a lot of what I'm playing couldn't even realistically be identified as music. You know, um, like you say, if there's lyrics, you may get distracted. Okay, so just before you go, I want to throw a, a wee bonus question your way. <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to anybody listening to the Building a Better Body podcast, what would that be? And it can be anything, it doesn't have to be productive related, but just encompassing the Building a Better Body one thing, what would you say? Wow. Um, <laughs> you sprung this one on me. <laughs> I know, you're good at this sort of thing. Uh, one piece of advice to someone who. You mean related to uh, productivity or just in general? It doesn't have to be. Just it could be just you know we and we need a nugget to take away. Um, I guess it links back to what I said a moment ago. Just pay it forward. I think. Yeah. You know, um, whatever insights you do obtain um, about productivity or how to you know sleep better or how to generally live your life better. I think the best thing you can do is just make sure you pass it on to someone. Um, mm-hmm. Preferably someone who wants to listen. <laughs> um, yes. And whether that be by virtue of like joining a, a Facebook group or you're writing a blog or doing your own podcast or whatever. Um, but uh-huh. I think, uh-huh. again, it's, it's something that we really need to promote. I mean, it's a pretty rough world out there at the minute, I think. You know, politically, yeah. economically, yeah. naturally, even with the weather and everything, I think, you know, there's a lot of turmoil this year. And I think the more we can do to kind of raise awareness of mental health, physical health, um, just looking after yourself and keeping your head screwed on. Um, yeah, pay it forward. That would be my advice. I love it. That's nice. <laughs> um, if you want people to connect with you over the web, where, where do you spend most of your time? Um, you can get me on the Twitter machine mm-hmm. um, at NJMCode. Um, NJMCode. Uh-huh. You can find me on, if you're a coder, you can find me on GitHub uh, under the same ID. Um, I'm on CodePen as well. So if you want to see any of my crazy code experiments or things I've done musically, um, all the code, it's all there. So, yeah, Twitter will be the main place. So, NJ. Cool. I put down the show notes anyway. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Neil, for joining me on episode number 31 of the Building a, Bo- a Better Body podcast. It's been awesome. My pleasure. I have to go back and listen to it all and, and write down all the good bits. <laughs> okay, hope you get some. <laughs> of course, I will. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Bye. So, yeah, that was episode 31 with my good friend Neil McCallion. Um, the audio wasn't perfect because I'm still learning how to do this whole record over Skype thing, but uh, I'm pretty sure you can pick up all of the audio. It just doesn't sound like it's coming from a professional studio. 
Um, so just to sum up what we talked about and give you some takeaways. So finding your sweet spot to get work done can be different for everyone, of course, but it's important to maybe dig a bit deeper and work out when you are most efficient and, and feeling most energized. Uh, you know, find out what is healthy for you. It's kind of basic that side of things, but um, also moving on, we talked about the amount of sleep we get may not be relevant. It's the actual quality of sleep that we get. So Neil um, is instantly in a deep sleep, even though he goes to bed super late. He feels like, you know, he'll not have a restless sleep. He'll sleep all night and is able to get his work done. And then we talked about chronotypes. So working out what your actual body's rhythms are, your personal chronotype. Um, and this may be key to actually getting your best work done. And as I said, I'll put the link to that quiz in the show notes, just in case you don't know what you are. <laughs> it can be insightful, though. So find out if you're a bear or a wolf like us too. Um, and exercise wise, you know, this is about, again, working out when you feel most capable. Because working out in itself is a stress on the body. I think we kind of forget that. We feel like oh, we have to boom, 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 get our session in. But if we're not feeling on it, it's maybe best to do something else with our time. So, you know, you don't want to be going in half-hearted and feeling a bit depleted because you're only going to come out more stressed and anxious at the end of the day. Um. Also, keeping track of your to-do lists. Neil likes to put them in order of priority. Um. I just kind of put them in order of whenever they come into my mind and like to score them off. Neil uses the color note on Android and I use clear on my iOS device. So I'll put links to those as well. Basically, it's about having your to-do list, I think, as simple as possible because you can overcomplicate and like we said, procrastinate, making your to-do app look all pretty when you're not actually, you're not actually getting your work done, which is counterproductive, of course. Um, we talked about productivity is, is all about doing something you enjoy and that's how you get better. Um, it's much easier to find, of course, your state of flow when you spend time working on stuff that you're passionate about. What's worth hustling and finding out what it is that lights you up because then you'll find your state of flow a little bit easier. Um, and then we talked about getting out of a pro- productivity rut. Only likes to remove all options, you know, eliminate distractions and focus on only one or two things. I, I love that, you know, because we're so distracted today and it's um, probably a reason why people want to get off grid. You hear that a lot. Go off to a cabin or a retreat and just disconnect for a while, just to shut off the noise um, and get some quality time with you and then come back and get creative and get the work done because you're you're fresh after that or you can do stuff like Neil said the dishes <laughs> do the dishes listen to some music and because it's a menial task he knows what's happening in the background of your subconscious mind um you go back to the computer half an hour later and boom you're alive and ready to rock because you've given your brain a chance to work in the background and then perhaps try some ambient music in the background when you're doing work have a look at doom and quake soundtracks see if that Ticks your boxes. <laughs> May not, but you can find exactly what you want to listen to and see if it floats your boat. Another interesting point that Neil brought up was becoming a mentor for someone. So share share your skills um, with other people and that may help you focus as well. 
it has a great sort of knock-on effect um, with your own productivity. You know, ask people for feedback. It's valuable and important to your own progress. Sometimes you do just kind of truck on through life and don't check in and see how you're doing. And by sharing your knowledge with other people, that's kind of a way of doing that. Um, Neil said music is important to him um, to get in the correct mood and the frame of mind as well. So I'd love to know if music helps you work and what kind of tracks you listen to to get stuff done. That'd be interesting. And then we talked about collaboration to get a fresh pair of eyes or ears on the work that you've done. So Neil said he finds it difficult to collaborate, but also at the end of the day does see a benefit when he does do it. You know, you never know how helpful that may be and what avenues it, it could take you down. Um, could could be someone completely removed from your industry, and that can be quite exciting because it's a totally different perspective. Um, and then one piece of advice Neil mentioned, a Neil nugget to take away is to pay it forward. You know, pass your knowledge on, help others. It's a big bad world out there and paying it forward and helping others is, is rewarding. So there we go. Episode 31 on productivity. I hope you enjoyed everything that you've listened to today. You can send questions to info at karenmcclintock.co.uk. So you will notice a change. Good Clean Chai is no longer in the branding. So yeah, I'm changing things up. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to Patreon and I'll put a link to that in the show notes, just explaining what that is. But thank you so much for listening. Please stay with me as I change around and and have different topics. Until next time, enjoy your week. Bye bye.